1: Okay, I'm not particularly Irish like and I, I'm I mean you're not at all. So so how how does St. Patrick's Day like rate for you as hol- as a holiday?
2: First of all, I am I am Spanish, but <laughs> but I also have a mean white streak in me. Not, not like a like, I, not like I mean, a mean white streak like <laughs> like i'm i'm kind of i'm nice but i have irish and you're just like
1: an angry irish guy deep <laughs> down
2: is that what you're telling me yeah 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 in in and i have two drinking holidays essentially i have saint patty's day and i have cinco de mayo which as we yeah. all know is the fifth of may
1: yeah and i mean realistically any day that ends in y You'll 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 consider drinking holiday if necessary.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm an alcoholic.
1: (laughs) Hello everybody, this is Travis. Hey everybody, this is Brandon. Welcome (laughs) back. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. (laughs) Pleased as Punch that you could join us today. (laughs) on, On this this most Saint of Patrick's Days, uh, yeah, it's Saturday, March seventeenth.
2: Yes, uh, it's such uh-huh.
1: I can never remember the actual date that Saint Patrick's Day is supposed to fall on. <laughs> I, I, it's just this holiday that doesn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just bad at getting to the spirit of the season.
2: Uh, yeah, I didn't know that it was. I forgot all about it. To be honest with you, I thought. Um, somebody mentioned to me yesterday, Oh, you're doing for St. Patrick's Day, and then we had kind of like a, a, a get together where everyone said, Hey, make sure you stay safe out there this weekend, guys. Everyone's everyone's getting drunk. I'm like, Why? Why would you-?
1: I oh, oh Yeah. Yeah. I I I know it's in March. I, I'm I'm very <laughs> confident it's in March every year. Uh so so I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off uh, all of our social media stuff and while I do I am also going to try and force myself uh, to get into the spirit of St. Patrick's Day by okay. pouring a shot of Jameson. Uh, so uh, you can follow us on Twitter at athusiast. I am at Jugglemino. Brandon is at Steve the Hebe. Yes he uh, on Facebook we're at facebook.com/ apathetic Enthusiasm show. Follow us on Instagram at apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Uh send us an email at apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. And of course you can get this show and a couple more uh, on hey, hey. hey <laughs> and
2: I did right. it. I
1: poured the shot. Uh happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Hey, happy St. Patty's ho- Day. Ho- hopefully this makes the show better. Maybe it won't.
2: <laughs> I I have no promises to be made for or against, if you taking a shot of Jameson out of a <sighs> me shot glass will actually make the show better.
1: It starts off like this, happy, uh, and then it goes like that.
2: For those who can't see... <clears throat> Which is on everybody, because
1: I'm not doing video of this show.
2: <laughs> on one side of the shot glass is a happy me face, and the other one is a not happy Oh, <laughs>
1: <It's laughs> seeks It's getting weird, man. Uh so welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm Show, the or just, just Apathetic Enthusiasm mm-hmm. where we talk about us. We talk about the stuff that we're doing throughout the week and some pop culture type things, but really we we're kind of between some big movies coming out. Like we did our Oscar special and it's been a really long time since we did a Q and A episode. Like we That's right. We, we wanna give the people what they want, right? We wanna we wanna tell <laughs> you guys, answer those burning questions that you have. So earlier today, Brandon, you, you threw some some posts up on the, the social networks. And, yes uh, and we got we got a little bit of feedback. We got we did get a little bit of feedback. Indeed. That is
2: accurate. We got a little bit of feedback. Just just to scope. No. Uh, what what I did was I went out to Twitter. I went out to just a single Twitter and I retweeted on all our accounts. And <laughs> then I went to our our Interdimensional RSS Discord to grab some questions from those fans. And and maybe, you know, as kind of a, a subversive tactic to get them to listen to apathetic enthusiasm if they're not already. Mm, oh very, should I say cle- that? very should I clever. Very clever, Brandon. They, if I should... <laughs> it
1: worked, then they're on to you. <laughs> uh, I think I think
2: our friend so lucid Kevo. I mean he listens to apathetic enthusiasm already and he he sent us some questions. So Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, crossover fans. So he doesn't he doesn't count. He doesn't count. Kevin. Pop Funko's. Um all right. So he he has he has a question. And let me let me go and throw this. This is actually a YouTube question. Travis, I'm gonna play this for you. I have I have my iPad connected to the other input so I can play this question for you now.
3: Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> okay,
1: Travis, I asked, uh, I ask the question. It's your t- you're up first. I argue that had I actually seen the individual asking that question, it would have potentially, uh, I would have lost my mind. That would have, the, I may have been cuteness overload. <laughs> um, well, but in response, um, yeah, yeah no, maybe. I mean, I mean, what do you have to say about that? Have I ever wanted to do, do, do uh, so much <laughs> that I could do anything. Uh, my, 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 I like my follow-up question to the question is, is the question about whether or not I would do anything or if i Mm -hmm. wanted something so much that I would like do anything for it. You know, I, sure. That's. I mean, can you, can you. That's a tough question to start off with. What
2: can you expound upon on that, on that kind of that train of, of thought?
1: Uh, I feel like I have limits. Realistically, when when people are like, "I would do anything to just blah," I'm like, "I wouldn't. No, I would do a lot of things, maybe, but at some point, I'd get tired and just want to take a nap.
2: and And why? And why is that? Why do you think that that about yourself? What What is it in your head, in your 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 psyche? Maybe is it in your upbringing some somewhere that makes can- you. I think kind I'm just of...
1: generally tired. Okay, mostly. Uh, I have to get up early a lot, and uh, yeah, you know, if I don't have coffee.
2: No, yeah, okay, I, I get, I get that, I get that. No, it's. But what about a... you, Brandon? I, you bring up a really interesting point about being tired and coffee. The other day, I think I told you this story. <laughs> the other day. Uh, in the this is just kind of building off of of the question that that that's so lucid put out there for us. The other day, I went to a Keurig that that's in the office, and I'd never used it before. Some other guy usually makes a big bowl, big old pot of coffee, and I I said that that guy was that guy was out. He was sick or something that day, so he didn't make a big pot of coffee, and I'm I was too lazy to to make it myself. So I was like, oh, you know, let's go over to the Keurig. I've never used it before. Just, I have a cup. I'm just going to get one thing of coffee. Okay. So I walk over to the Keurig. I, I do it on the smallest setting because I always get to the smallest setting on the Keurig. And, okay, I get the coffee done. The guy who's sitting on the other side of the desk from the Keurig is like, Hey, hey, uh, my name's my name's Jack. And uh, what's your name? Oh, I'm, I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. Like, yeah, hey. So we around the office, we, you know, we, we do rotations for, for getting the waters because we don't like to have that dirty public water. We, we get distilled water for the Keurig. I say, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So we do rotations and, and so just ask if you're going to use a Keurig, you know, just bring in a couple gallons of distilled water. I say, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Now let's fast forward (laughs) a week, a week later I'd only used it one time I'm in the middle of a conversation and and this Jack guy comes up to, to me, interrupts my conversation, says, Hey, uh, Brandon, uh, did you happen to bring in that, uh, those two gallons of distilled water? <laughs> and I said, no, I, I didn't have a chance to go to the, the, the store and pick some up, but I mean, I, I'm going to like, okay. Yeah. Cause you know, it's kind of a community thing and, and we, you know, we really need to have water, distilled water for it. Oh, uh, man. And I said, and and I, I was fine with it, <laughs> but, like, you interrupted my conversation for this, and so I kind of just smirked at him and said, I mean, I'm going to bring it in, but, I mean, realistically, I only used it one time, so, you know, I, I mean, I'll bring in water, but I'm in no rush to get you more water, because I only used it one time, so
1: so I'll get, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'll bring in one 12 ounce (laughs) container of distilled water to replenish the distilled water. I have stolen from you and the community. The Uh, point of that story is that kid, you're
2: going to grow up and you're going to have these really menial (laughs) things to complain about as an adult. Uh, I'll,
1: I just, I just picture Jack as we're calling him, like stewing at his desk, like, Every time he walks back by that Keurig, he's like, mm, "Brandon still hasn't brought that water. I'm gonna give him one more day, and then I'm I'm gonna say something. It's good. It I'm so help me if I, I I'll do whatever it takes to get that distilled
2: two, water two two weeks from now. Brandon, I've been I've been thinking real hard about this. I'm af- I'm afraid I'm not gonna let you be able to use a Keurig anymore." <laughs>
1: oh really Uh, well i mean i had like two of the big five gallon jugs of distilled water in my trunk i was just (laughs) getting ready to bring them up but i mean i guess i mean if that's if that's how you want to be that's that's fine
2: no i i i understand i understand i just hope you die um (laughs) all right next question (laughs) next question okay here's an here's the next question moving on from all that i wasted like six minutes on that that just really kind of boring a Solid story. story. I don't know. Uh, okay, very important question, and this is from our friend Sire Dark. Okay, Sire Dark, we he's, we've gone. We've he's one of the the OG interventional RSS guys. For shout. Very very important question. Has anyone really been far as decided to use even go want to do look more like? And he says no pressure. Travis. Yeah.
1: Uh, he did. He did mention possibly not supporting our show anymore if we got this <laughs> wrong. Uh, but you know, I, I'm not going to let that get to me.
2: Yeah, um, please, please don't let it get to you. And I, I did a five minute story, so I'm going to give this first. I'm going to give this question back to you.
1: I appreciate you giving me the hard hitting questions and the first, <laughs> the first shot at answering them. It's it's really selfless of <laughs> you, and I yeah. I think that's why uh, we're so great as a podcasting team. That's um, why the,
2: that's why they call me
1: selfless distilled, and and I'm gonna say no. <laughs> the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one has anyone really been far as decided to use even go want to do more, <laughs> like <laughs> they haven't, and dude, I'm, dude, I'm gonna stand by it. I want to I want
2: to know what love is. First of all, second of all. I want I you know. to show me. <laughs> I I want to know if you know if you if you get on your autocorrect and it does the smart typing or whatever. Yeah, if, if you, you have
1: Grammarly installed on your computer. yeah. If,
2: if 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 our friend Sire Dark was just was just pressing the button for. <laughs> has anyone really been far as decided to use you, to even go? You
1: to? know the like predictive text on yeah, like yeah, yeah. iOS where, where it tries to guess your next word for you. I feel like he just mashed that like seven times. I was like, well, let's see what they do with this one.
2: And, <laughs> but I think that the, the AI, the computer overlords are, are mm-hmm. really trying to, to come up with something in the end of the question. Let, let's break it down just a little bit. Has anyone that's, that's us. We're anyone. Yeah. Any one of us really, really been as far as decided I mean, do we ever know, are we ever certain of our decisions
1: in life? I believe there are fundamental truths in this world. Um, but has anyone really been as far as decided?
2: No. I, you, the, only, the only time you can be as far as decided is probably when you're, after you're dead and gone. Like, you're, as, you're, as your body's decaying and being eaten by the worms.
1: But at that point, isn't it too late to decide? Decide you're, is a verb. And you're if right. you're dead, you're not verbing anymore. You're right, you're right. Oh. To to use That's a even, quote, write that on your whiteboards, huh, kids? <laughs> if you're dead, you're not verbing anymore.
2: Go want to do look more like. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. This is this just points to the uh you know, the patriarchy and uh mm-hmm. sort of yeah. the um The, the narcissism mas- that, the, that Oh, the narcissism, exactly, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it's it's like weeds in the the garden, my my Saint Augustine grass here in Florida that it's just coming out, and and I'm like, oh, I have to pay people extra money to come de weed my my yard. Oh, I should just do this myself, but I'm too lazy. I'm too I'm too lazy.
1: All right, um, I, <laughs> we've we've blasted 15 minutes with no actual questions. <laughs> Brandon, I feel like it's time to get to an actual question.
2: Okay, all right. Here's one that I'm. This here's Sire Dark again. Okay, here's one a little more in line with what you were looking for. Other than Harmontown and Wisecrack, what other podcasts are you guys keeping up with?
1: Um, no offense to Wisecrack, I don't, I don't, I don't want to throw them uh, uh, a bone here, but I don't, I don't listen to Wisecrack. Um. I don't know maybe you maybe you're listening uh to wisecrack podcast. Uh, I've listened to some and uh and the guys over there have have been really cool in uh coming on to international RSS and everything like that and I'm I'm happy that they are having success but I don't I don't listen to that show. I do listen to Harmon Town almost every week. Um and so here's here's the deal. Uh <laughs> I don't I don't listen to podcasts a ton throughout the day throughout my work day because uh, I am currently in a job where I manage a bunch of people and I'm pretty much always working with people and either in meetings or in conversations with other folks so me like having a podcast on all the time uh, it's not really that sort of environment so I left a podcast in the car and unfortunately my commute is at best twenty minutes from my house <laughs> to my office, so it sometimes takes a couple of days to get through one episode of a podcast. Uh, so I start every Monday with Comedy Bang Bang. Um, I'm I've just kind of been a fan of that show for a while, and I really like the improv, the loose improvisational feel uh, <laughs> of of that show. They usually have one actual actual celebrity guest where they're on to promote a show or, or a project that they're working on and they are playing themselves they they're uh they're not doing a character and then they have like a couple subsequent segments where they'll have other comedians on the show Paul F Tompkins is a regular on there uh he does a lot of characters but uh Lauren Lapkus another uh frequent guest on the show but they're usually playing someone other than themselves and, uh, and it's just really funny cause it's all kind of improvisational and, uh, and they make me laugh. So, so that's one that I pretty much listen to every week. And then I get Harmontown and then I kind of have another rotation of stuff I'll throw on the daily, uh, which is like it's one of the biggest podcasts out there right now. Uh, and it's just a daily news podcast, uh, kind of gives you your morning brief, if you will, yeah. uh, yeah listen, I listened to, we have concerns for a really long time. Uh, they were probably the podcast I listened to the most when we started doing this podcast Yes, and, and it kind of gave me inspiration for that. I used to listen to the verge cast all the time. I don't even know if that's still a podcast. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think, uh, Oh yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's still a podcast. I thought you were talking about nerdist for a second. It's changed into one D one zero
1: T. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. What else do I roll through? Uh, so the starters is a basketball podcast that used to be the basketball Jones and then when they got their own show on uh, NBA TV they had to rename everything so uh, I I get NBA news through them and I don't know if listen to Whiting Wongs every so often yeah um,
2: yeah that sounds that sounds like quite the spread of podcasts and as, it's, all, as you're it's going-
1: all over the place. It's it's all over the place.
2: As you're going through that list, I thought to myself, how does he find that much time to listen to any of those things when he just has a 20 minute commute?
1: Well, the thing I didn't mention is I end up driving back and forth between my house and my office three or four times a day. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll go to the gym that's by my office in the morning and then I'll go home to shower and like have breakfast and then I'll go back to work and then sometimes I'll go back home for lunch or just wherever I'm going for lunch, I'll be listening to a podcast. Um, and then obviously my commute home at the end of the day. So I can usually get through like, I mean, comedy bang bangs, usually like an hour and a half to two hours. And it's, it's, it's all pretty much all wrapped up by Tuesday. It's okay. It's done. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, color me impressed. I, I don't, I, I would say, I don't know how you do it, but I know how you can do it. I just don't use my time as efficiently as you do on the, on your commutes back and forth. So as far as, as far as my podcasting listening goes, I don't, I, I never listened to that many podcasts, even when we started podcasting. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm kind of a poser,
1: uh, which but, it's, it's, it's funny when you talk about that, because for a long time I would talk about doing stuff on this show or bring it up for interdimensional RSS and I'd say, oh, we should start doing something this way. Or let's talk about our, even just mentioning like all of our, our social media, like connections and stuff like that. And you were like not always sold on some of the things I would pitch. And then I'm, I'm like, this is standard podcasting stuff. Like every podcast is doing this. You're like, ah. And I'm like, I listen to podcasts. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. We we
2: all we all we all learn our lessons from you, Travis. Hey, I get yeah. it.
1: No, no, we're we're artists, and we gotta we gotta be our own. <laughs> we gotta we gotta make things our own way. We can't just go with the flow.
2: That 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 is that is true. But uh, so but I, I do here. My commute is more like 45 minutes each way to and from work. Ah, so
1: many podcast opportunities.
2: So, so many. The, the main one that I've been listening to lately is it's on Spotify and it's called Music Student 101. It, because after we talked to Ryan Elder, <clears throat> I I got into this thought where i like, you know, I, I wanted to, I want to learn about music and I want to learn about aspects of music. And so I found this podcast and so back and forth to work, it's just these these quick 20 to 30 minute episodes about music theory and uh, the one guy is a, a, a professor who teaches music and, and his buddy who's in a band and just talking about music theory, scales, tempo, rhythm, all, all the circle of fifths, all this type of stuff that's really, really cool to me. And just, I figure if I'm driving back and forth to work, I should probably be productive with it.
1: Hey, there you go.
2: So if I'm not to, if I'm not doing that, I'm listening to NPR, and then I do have a, a couple of other shows. Whenever I'm I'm doing research, or if somebody is uh, if if I'm looking into to somebody how how they're doing it, or they're asking me to, to listen to their podcast. Uh, so all the Blazing Caribou stuff, Trivia Geeks, uh, Kerry McGinnis, Paul Chomo, Phil Rude, those guys, um, and at broke Bot Mountain. I'm on that every every now and then. I listen to their stuff here and there. Um, let's see. Feast on history. I start. I, I listened to that. Inside the Exorcist by Wondery. I listened to Film Roast. Um, and Movie Go Round. I, I I listened to an episode of of Ryan Elder's Snakes, Rats, and Goats, the <laughs> Survivor podcast. Um, yeah. Oh, the it's, it's, Sauce. It's, I listen to the Sauce.
1: Yeah, I, I like that you have your phone in front of you so you can actually go through and and check your podcast app. Uh, my phone is upstairs, unfortunately, so I, I all of that was like just that I know I hit those like on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's funny, like when you mention like doing research or like kind of like if you're like think if you're really thinking about a certain topic and like listening to podcasts about that because I think I've done that as well where. Um, I go through like phases where I'm like, all of a sudden I'm listening to, uh, especially like um, uh, the grandma's virginity podcast. Yeah. Uh, I Right before we had Ryan Ridley on interdimensional RSS, like I had no idea about GVP. Like I mm-hmm. completely missed it. And so when they're asking people like, Hey, what should we ask Ryan elder about? And everybody's like, ask him if this podcast is coming back. I, I was like, I don't even know what this podcast is. And then I in the the Netflix term binge watching, like I binge listened to a ton of that <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, and then like I've gone through phases. You talk about NPR, uh, This American Life, I used to listen to a lot, and then yeah. that turned into me listening to Serial, and then S Town, and all those types of podcasts. Um, the The design side of me really likes Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, mm-hmm. but it's like super produced, super polished, like yeah. very, uh, very much internet radio sort of stuff and um but i mean that's that stuff can be good too so yeah
2: the the, the the very last podcast i want to mention is is a new podcast and it's uh it's a few of my friends uh, from hawaii Aloha, um, yes and and they they have a podcast called a serious podcast and um it's <laughs> they they asked me it's nick and julian by the way they asked me a couple months ago like hey how do you how do we get uh, a podcast started and so i was like giving them advice on on how to how to get started and stay organized and and this is me giving advice like the the guy who's (laughs) so kind of disheveled and all over the place like i have there's there's chaos and there's organized chaos in, in my brain, I think is, is a way of putting it, but so a serious podcast that they, they put it together and like the first episode, they're like talking to me cause they're doing a test episode directly to me. Um, but I, I, I think that they, it's actually a really good show just between the two of them talking about just, just miscellaneous stuff. And it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of stream of consciousness, but it, like they're, it's insightful, and so, although they are my friends, I th- I legitimately believe that if people listen to it that weren't me, they would still they would still enjoy listening.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of those shows um, they can be really interesting, especially if you get to know the host really well, even if it's just through listening to a lot of episodes of the podcast, um, it changes your perspective about you know even if they're just talking to anybody about anything. I listened to the Burt cast a ton cause I was a Burt Kreischer fan and mm-hmm. I, he reminded me a lot of one of my best friends back home. And so I don't know, it just, I kind of listened to him a lot and it got to the point where I was listening to his show every week and they were like super long two, three hour podcasts where he'd just have comedians in and they talk about being in stand up and um, just kind of seeing like behind the curtain of that world, like, it didn't really matter what they were talking about. Like it was just always really interesting to kind of hear their different perspectives and life stories and stuff like that. So um, I think that's why a lot of pot, like stand-up comedian podcasts and stuff like they have great guests on. But again, it's like they're think the the mind of a stand-up is is kind of a little bit different, and they're they the way they respond to stuff is uh, is usually kind of insightful or or has it mm-hmm. has a good perspective. So um yeah i don't know i like i like just those free-flowing conversations as well kind of like this show it's kind (laughs) of like what we've boiled this show down to
2: (laughs) kind of like what we're doing right now except with the added structure of your questions
1: yay moving on yay
2: okay thank you sire dark for all these 500 questions that you you gave gave us in the discord okay favorite sci-fi flicks
1: you go first this time
2: I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and start with this. Uh, clearly, Barbarella, that's number one. The the Jane Fonda hit movie right mm. bef- Right after everyone hated her for Vietnam. Favorite sci-fi flick? I would say, I mean, S- Star Wars is,
1: is up there. Yeah, I mean, that's. I feel like that's an easy... This isn't easy your one. question.
2: Your, this isn't your turn. Okay, I'll, I'll be quiet
1: i'll go in the other room you let me know I mean, come back
2: I'll, I'll go ahead i'll go ahead and and earmark star wars for your response <laughs> uh, as you as you take more shots of jameson yeah star star wars is there um terminator the terminator series even though like terminator three terminator salvation and terminator genesis were kind of kind of went over the boat a little bit over the boat over the hill whatever they off the rails I, off the rails, yeah. The Terminator series is just still so so great to me. Um, I am a fan of Event Horizon. I, I like I like sci fi horror, so Alien, Aliens, Predator, that type of stuff. I I would still put Predator in 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 sci fi, even though you've never seen Predator. And um, yeah. I, I, what I mean, what do you think, Travis? What are, what are some of your favorite sci fi flicks?
1: I, you know, like I go back. Um... Do we count do we count back to the future as a sci-fi flick? Yeah, yeah, it's got um, time travel. I Then anything uh, with science
2: or in fiction. <laughs>
1: um well yeah, then then Back to the Future like that whole series is kind of um big for me. I think Ghostbusters uh, ghostbusters is a good one um it's got technology in it the the matrix movies like i really oh. i really enjoyed the first matrix a ton the other ones not as much but i that i was i loved that movie um and then you know just some other like classics like blade runner and yeah um yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Know, just van, some... van helsing <laughs> or blade league, runner league
2: of extraordinary <laughs> gentlemen yeah <laughs>
1: You know? Um, but yeah, I things. I think I think those are uh those are sort of the ones that really stick out to me.
2: That's great. Thank you. Thank you for sure. your response, Travis. Of course. Of course. And Star and Star Wars, obviously. Star Wars is okay. I like Star it's, Wars.
1: It's it's okay. That uh, Hansel movie. No. Uh what was your first computer, Brandon? What was my first computer? Oh boy. Why do, do you recall? I
2: do kind of I so the first computer I owned or the first computer I ever fiddled around with Which well, it which was
1: what was y- your first computer? So I'll, whether that's I'll, like a family computer okay. or
2: Yeah. Uh the, the first so I'll I'll start with the first computer I ever fiddled around with was a Commodore 64. And and that was a long time ago and my my uncle had it and he was only 5 years older than me. He's dead now, but he was only 5 years older than me and and he and my older brother we would um we would get a chair put it behind the computer put like a blanket over the top of it and we play test drive test drive was, <laughs> was on the computer and we would pretend like we we're driving in in that game um my grandpa he had i think he had some kind of atari maybe or i forget what he had but it had load okay. runner the the revenge the first okay. computer my my family had was windows 95 and my dad had it was a company computer, and cause he he's a computer draftsman, and so he got a computer to work from home, and I'd play this game called Street Rod on it. And it was <laughs> really 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 cool game. Uh, Beats. So that was that was that, and then but the first computer I had was just some crappy maybe HP that I got mm-hmm. from uh, the local maybe Best Buy or Walmart. And I didn't know anything about computers. So like, here we go. This one's cheap. Let me buy it. Let me play yeah. Medal of Honor. And I, <laughs> I uh
1: I mean I had like I had an NES and like video game wise, I had an NES and a and a Genesis. Um and I think I, I had an Atari go through the house at one point. But I mean I don't I don't really look at those as as computers, first right. computers in my life, right? No. Um I want to say it was a three eighty six Compy three eighty six, if you will. Um, oh, Compy! And and I think the story behind how it ended up in my house was something I tell on a regular basis because it it's very. I feel like it's a really defining moment in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in elementary school. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I don't. I hadn't hadn't quite hit junior high yet. And I played a whole lot of roller hockey, uh, and, and not just like out on the street, like, you know, taking breaks every time the car drives through, um, full, full gear, everything. I was in a league, uh, it was Southern California, right? So yeah. we didn't play ice hockey. We played roller hockey. Um, <laughs> and like I played for years Sammy, and I really, go. I really enjoyed it. I had my long hair out of the back of my hockey helmet and everything. It was it was legit, right? Um, and I was okay. I was I was a decent player on the team, and I I it's something I could have kept doing for a long time. But uh, I was also friends with some other kids who one of them recently had gotten a computer, and I was like, "Wow, like this thing is awesome! It's really cool. Uh, I would love if we had a computer at home for us." So I talked to my dad. And he's like, I mean, if you really want a computer, like we could, I could get you guys a computer, but I can't, I can't pay for hockey and this computer. (laughs) So Uh it's going to have to be one or the other. And... Now I'm a nerdy computer programmer type and not an athletic jock type. So <laughs> I think I think the decision there, maybe it was like my sliding doors moment yeah. where like, I, I decided let's go with computer pops, let's get that 386 so I can play King's Quest, and then we'll get the yes. 14, we'll get the 14k modem so that I can just send random bits of text to my friend's house. Uh, because we didn't know anything else to do with it at the time right and I'll tie up the phone lines I remember when we first got that modem me typing something in the computer to send it and then immediately running out of my house down to the other end of the <laughs> the condominium complex to my friend's house to see it show up and uh, and yeah like so that started a very early love of computers and Then we got like some gateway PCs and uh, I I had a a Mac for a little while. My first, my first Apple computer was, was one of like kind of the original Macintosh Uh with like the black and white screens. It was all built in the big like rectangle. Yeah. Um, And then my, so that was like, those are all like family computers. And then the first computer I actually got for myself that was just mine uh, was in high school where I built my first PC and me and my buddies spent a day in Fry's Electronics, Nerd and uh, if Tyler's listening, you were there, man. You remember, you were there. like you were there, Tyler. Uh, uh, and me and him and Adam, we went and uh, bought all the pieces and and put it together one afternoon, and that thing held out until the the magic smoke came I, out of the motherboard, and uh, and the thing <laughs> fried. I've uh, I've
2: I've never bu- I've never built my own computer. Wow. It, even even though even though I'm in the career field where building your own computer is like a prerequisite, <laughs> I've, I've just I've just never done it. I I do research looking. F- I I know a net enough people in my life that know a good computer to buy that I just go to them now and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a gaming laptop. What what's good?" And then they they throw so many suggestions. Right, we think you should get this, and I say, "I trust you. That's the one I'm gonna." I'm going to do.
1: And I'm with you on that. And the part of me that wishes I had a laptop to take with me on my next business trip, Mm -hmm. uh, somewhat regrets building the PC, but at the same time, the gratification that you get when you go online, you pick all of the different components. You hopefully get a good deal right now. You can't get anything because Ram is way too expensive and any decent video card or graphics card, is unavailable because all of the cryptocurrency miners are, are buying them up in droves.
2: Yeah. Taking all those 10 seventies.
1: But I fortunately got all of my stuff before that boom happened. (laughs) Uh, And then you like, you spend the afternoon, you put it all in there. You, you hope that you did it all correctly. You hit that power switch and everything fans start spinning and everything starts working. And then you start podcasting on it. Like I'm doing right now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool. So, yeah. uh, that, yeah. that,
2: that doesn't, that doesn't interest me. I, I, you know, there's, there's things in your life that you know you're good at and that you, you want to do yourself. Building a computer is not for me. I will edit a podcast. I will speak into a microphone. I will do social media. I will make crappy Photoshop. I will do lots <laughs> of things, but
1: you know, there they're, they're their
2: their strengths that other people have that
1: you know really I'm gonna let them do I it. I don't know. I don't know. There's part of me that feels like yeah, it takes a bit of knowledge to build your own PC, and then there's part of me that's like, it's it's a it's a Lego set. I mean, you you get all the pieces, so you make sure those pieces go together. You check online or you you do the homework to make sure that your you know processor works with your motherboard, which works with your case and blah 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 but at that point it's like yeah you put it in here you put this in here and it all i mean when i go to the lego store
2: and i buy a lego set <laughs> it has all the pieces to it so if they, yeah. if, they if they came out with a, a pc like build your own pc but here are the pre fab Hearts, i would be like i you think know what? they
1: do that it's I a raspberry pi with a bunch of plastic <laughs> pieces on it I, and they charge like four times as much i would to i would do target. it
2: i would do it anyway okay enough of that look the fact is we we use computers now and uh gaming laptop is the way to go so sorry you messed hey, up yo. i built it
1: i still love max though
2: <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right next favorite, question
1: favorite bands during your angsty teen phase that you still rock today
2: i was looking at this question it's
1: time time to peel back that curtain brandon and i was was, real on ae
2: i was trying to think about this i i can tell you which band that i don't rock today because i realized that it didn't it fell out of favor i can start with that which is i was driving last time i was in la visiting my family I i was just driving on the 210 and on on sirius fm a Limp Biscuit song came on Ooh. onto the radio and I was listening to it and I used to rock the hell out of, of, of Limp Biscuit. and I was so embarrassed <laughs> for, for, for teenage Brandon. Like you listened to that dude. Come on. You listen to that. You enjoyed. I'm um, like a chainsaw. I'll skin your ass raw.
1: <sighs> yeah. That's, yeah,
2: that's number one that I don't rock today. Um, not
1: rocking it anymore.
2: Huh? <laughs> I um I I try to think about like what I was listening to as angsty teen. I, I Pink Floyd is is a huge thing that I used to, to listen to and I still listen to now as an adult. I used to I used to have my, my Walkman, the C D Walkman. The and Disc we, Man, if you yeah, will. The Disc Man, yeah. And I, I would go out at night, and in my at my house, I lived, it, kind of where the, the lights are away from the, uh, kind of away from the city in the valley, and you could look up at the stars and you could see, uh, like satellites pass, if if you are looking at the stars. So I would, in my angsty teenage phase, I would go outside at night in my front yard, put on Dark Side of the Moon, and I would just lay there looking at the stars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're so artistic, Brandon.
2: And and yeah, that's I would just lay there listen to the whole Nanny. album, and I'd go back inside. And then get away. I don't, I don't uh, know if I've told anybody that in a long time. So it's it's weird it's because
1: like <laughs> I don't think you should be embarrassed by it. I used to, you know, I used to go park my my Volkswagen Jetta, you know, places Ooh. and just listen to, you know, Third Eye Blind and just.
2: You know. let, oh, let me, let me, okay. All right, you motherfucker. So <laughs> before, before I brought up Pink Floyd, I was going to say, uh, maybe, and maybe third eye blind, maybe that, that there's, <laughs> they're self-titled. I still, I still rock that. The semi charm life. I will, I will eat, meth that I, up.
1: All I day think, long. I, I think I, I might've, uh, sealed the deal with my now wife. Um, like by making a mixtape, a mix CD that started with, uh, a third eye blind song. Uh, I'll do anything for you. Like turn my castles blue or whatever. (laughs) uh, Turn my walls to sand just to see you. Uh, yeah. All the, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I I listen to some, some Ted every now and again, but, uh, I have I have a playlist that I found on Spotify that is the 90s 2000 pop punk playlist. Oh, yeah. And it's a gold mine. Oh man. So Reliant um, K, I I I was playing Reliant K for my kids the other day. Uh, <laughs> and uh I I saw a lot of switchfoot concerts uh in in, in my in those San Diego days. Uh but I listened to um a ton of jimmy world okay back then um Good. and to this day and... sure steve the uh <laughs> anytime Sheena and i go on a date or it's just the two of us in the car and i hand her my phone and i say hey put some music on she plays jimmy Eat world every every time it's it's almost like the soundtrack of our of our early relationship
2: lead american is a great album
1: that's yeah, I, I mean that's the album that she plays too, that, and it, there's is, it takes me back immediately to my late teens, early twenties. It is it
2: is so it is so it is such a good album. I I, I don't know if I like anything Jimmy Eat World other than that album, but that's yeah that, that's one of those, those few albums, few new albums, <laughs> new albums back in two thousand one, two thousand two when it came yeah. out, or whatever that you can listen to every single track pretty much straight through and, and enjoy the heck out of it.
1: Absolutely. Uh, a few other bands, uh, I used, I, which is weird because apparently, you know, somebody affiliated with Eve six, oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. I used to listen to Eve six all the time. Uh, and I don't know what else. There's a band called may that uh, right. I really got into. Um, and I'll, I'll throw that back on every so often, but yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, as an as an angsty teen, I listened to a lot of poppy punk type stuff.
2: I I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of Eve Six. Let me let me let me just let me just throw that straight out there right now. I wasn't a fan of Eve Six, but they they went to my high school. Uh, John Siebel's. I knew I went to high school with his sister Juliet, and then I worked with um the the main singer guitarist brother at at vaughn's safeway okay yeah so that that's my that's my claim to fame is is yeah. i worked at a supermarket with your the six degrees
1: first. some start somewhere down there <laughs>
2: uh i mean i just got to swallow my pride and joke on ride. choke
1: on the rides choke on the rides lack thereof leave me empty inside anyway let's, uh, let's let's get
2: let's now let's 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 get into some gears. hard
1: hard hitting questions let's, now let's, let's get, get a little, little bit personal style. absolutely boxers are like, briefs you know, talk uh I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Boxer briefs. Mm. That's, you know, you're you're supported, but you're not too constricted. It's uh, it's a perfect balance, really.
2: I I mean, is there any other answer to this question?
1: Other I mean, than, if there is, I don't want to know it. Other than boxer
2: briefs, come on.
1: Yeah, and as soon as, as soon as we can really get some real numbers behind this podcast, maybe we can get the good folks at MeUndies to change my <laughs> mind but until then uh, not a sponsor.
2: Okay, here we go. Hello Fresh.
1: <laughs> me undies, <laughs> uh, stamps.com. Uh, you know, look me up, call me up. What is it? Uh, oh, Legal, Legal Zoom, Lisa yeah. Mattresses. Uh, Squarespace. Yeah. There's no um, way we're using your product, but yeah. uh, you know, we'll nope. we'll hack it on the internet. Pop Funko.
2: Um,
1: yeah, call us up, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. I,
2: okay. Th- that's the only. That's the only answer. There's that question. Boxer yeah, briefs. Absolutely. Because because they're. I mean, boxers. They just. God. They annoy the shit out of me. Like not. And liter- it's funny because I've
1: I've lived through all of them in my life. Mm-hmm. As as a wee lad, I had the the underoos, the the briefs, you know, <laughs> uh, in my angsty teenage phase, as, as as I was developing into manhood, you know, it's nothing but boxers, and then I, and then I took a look in the mirror. And I said, you know what? It's got to be a better answer.
2: I, I, I had, I had the briefs for a long time, and then in high school, people were like, "Yeah, uh, only losers wear wear briefs." And I looked around, like, "Yeah, ha ha ha, losers." And so I switched to boxers, <laughs> and and then and then I met a new friend in in, in my senior year, and he was like. Oh no boxer briefs are, That's a perfect medium like, oh, Okay cool Nice. I switched And so I stuck with that For a good couple of years And then For a brief period I went to Not the Not the super banana Thongs. hammocks Not the thong, thong bikini Like they I had the full ass cover But it, it Dipped down into the The, the hammock For my My <laughs> dick and balls For a brief period Ch- uh, Chelsea didn't like it So I, I switched away <laughs> Plus, I plus my my junk isn't that big, so it's like I think I feel like you need to have a big dick to really capitalize, to really
1: justify that kind of
2: support. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I've learned my lesson, and and uh, my my small dick is is back Just in the shoving box
1: tube boots. socks down there to make it all worthwhile. <laughs> uh, all right. So what is what is your view on speaking, furries?
2: Speaking of penis areas, what's your view on furries? What is your view on furries, Travis?
1: You know, there's a lot of weird stuff people are into, and yeah, as long as people are are being safe, uh, it's it's weird because right because there are people that are furries because they like the costumes or they like the the characters and things like that, and then there's like those people that have like a sexual element to it,
2: yeah,
1: um, and I don't know, it's not for me. It's it's not um, I really like the costume characters at Disneyland because they remind me of Disney and childhood and I <laughs> but I'm not gonna want to hang out like that on the weekends. So
2: yeah know. you. Know, it, it's it's easy to to joke about furries people who, who who dress up as as animals. It's easy to joke about it but let me I'll just say I feel. It's it's because it is so easy to joke about really anything. Like it doesn't matter if you cosplay. Like uh, I was I met somebody yesterday at my work. Somehow he he said he oh he saw um, my little Rick and Morty figurines on, on my desk mm-hmm. at work. And he's like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's what I'm gonna do. That's my next gonna be my next cosplay. And I'd never talked to him before of this. And yeah. so I was just talking to him and he's like yeah I do cosplay and yeah yeah. And, and, and that's something that people make fun of. I, I mean, people have hobbies. We're, we're doing podcasting. I, I I, bought an app that's like a chiptunes thing that I spent three hours on earlier today. People have their hobbies, and, and I don't think we should shit on anybody for, for it. I, I knew a guy a long time ago when I, in, i say maybe 2003, he would come over to my, my dorm room and he would use my computer to play this game called Furcadia. Furcadia, and I this is before I knew what a furry was, and what it was was like a kind of like an online MMO social app where you would have your avatar, which was a f- furry animal, and you would just meet people and talk to them and hang out. And he'd come to my room and just hang out in Furcadia all the time. Hey, um, all right. I don't know where he is. He he might have been mauled by a tiger, but you know, teach teach their own, and, I, and no no shame,
3: no shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just no yiffing, please. At my house, anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. I are these all sire dark questions? Yes. They, when <sighs> when when you see that
2: little. Uh, the, the that, black bar of separation that's where that.
1: that's where it separates to the other two <laughs> questions we got yeah uh well uh, this is this is the final question from sire dark <laughs> and uh and i'm gonna read it verbatim hollywood leading hollywood leading lady crush and why it's 90s angelina jolie
2: okay let me let me start by saying my hollywood crush was never 90s angelina jolie nor was it second
1: ever. second
2: it, it was it was it was never her. There was something about her, not like that. It, it was part of my teenage angst phase where anything that was popular, I was I was averse to. Like no, you
1: were like an original hipster.
2: Everyone everyone likes that. I'm not gonna like it. I like punk rock. Oh, you like punk rock? I don't like punk rock anymore.
1: I like Mighty Mighty Bosch Towns.
2: <laughs> I like Real Big Fish. I'm gonna see Real Big Fish in concert. Oh, you're going to? No, oh, you're into
1: anymore. ska? I'm not listening to ska anymore. <laughs> uh, so, Angelina sent. The- I just sent my trumpet to the pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> you sent
2: it to the pawn shop? You- yeah, I can't be
1: seen there. <laughs>
2: I called FedEx and I had them pick it up from <laughs> my house and send it to the pawn shop.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. You know. um, well, who was it then, Brandon? Who was who was the lady that really uh, did it for you in the nineties? I'm trying to think about the nineties here.
2: Uh, okay, so we'll we'll do this in two phases. We'll do it in the nineties, and then we'll do it today. In today's yeah, I day guess and age. I guess
1: I guess it's just any Hollywood leading lady. They just assumed it was '90s. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah,
2: in in, um, in the nine in the '90s, I would say Michelle Pfeiffer from Batman Returns was was one of my one of my crushes. My and Natalie Portman back then because Natalie Portman and I were she's a little bit older than me and she's in professional and I was a teenager when professional came out came out and yeah she was she was oh and Kirsten Dunst
1: yeah yeah yeah. (sighs) ah 90s and the orangutan Um,
2: from Dunstan checks in
1: (laughs) I mean who didn't though am I right
2: (laughs) uh that's 90s crush what about you back
1: in the 90s um I mean Britney Spears I really like Britney Spears not for her music uh and then that went way off the that went way off the rails yeah Uh, and uh, i don't know i don't know, i guess she's got a las vegas career now or something uh i don't know like uh, Shirley manson
2: name? from garbage i always had a i always had a crush on her
1: uh rachel from friends oh uh, yeah. jennifer aniston ginger I mean,
2: what, what, what who's your favorite uh, ba- uh spice girl
1: oh <laughs> uh, probably ginger yeah. 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 Ginger, people, people like, people like
2: baby. Some people like sporty. Some people posh. like posh.
1: I, I mean, I was, I was from the wrong side of the track. So I, you know, posh was way outside of my league.
2: Uptown girl. <laughs> uh, okay. So now, now moving into currently, who would, who would, who would you say currently?
1: Uh, so, uh, and, and I'm very comfortable saying all of this because Sheena's well aware uh Rachel McAdams is is a big one for me uh not just because she looks like my wife (laughs) uh even though my wife will deny it um and then uh the two that I feel like I I more uh appreciate also on a um I don't know attitude level are uh oh what's her name Anna Kendrick okay and then um Oh, what's her name from uh, Parks and Rec? Uh,
2: oh, um, not 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 the not the main, not Amy.
1: No, Poehler. no, no. Uh, I uh, Aubrey Aubrey Plaza.
2: Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it's not like a it's not like a crazy like crush type thing uh, in in those cases, but it's more of just like a I I like the cut of her Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: I I can I can see that. I I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Viperum. Just I'm a fan, but I'm not a
1: huge You don't fan. have to be Brandon. This is about me.
2: That that's right. That's right. Um I would say Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. Uh, Scott Mom. Scott Scott Pilgrim started it all and then she was in uh, the Cloverfield Paradox No, She was in the Cloverfield no. Paradox. 10 Cloverfield she, Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. And yeah. Oh, and the thing prequel, she was in that as well. And she, yeah, she, I've, I've, I've got a, I got a crush on her a little bit. And also Paul Rudd. He's not a leading oh, lady. Oh yeah.
1: Tell me about it. If If we could talk you could about say that again.
2: <laughs> well, you came in here looking like shit. Um. <laughs> yeah. Paul. Paul Rudd. He's. He's. Can we talk?
1: Can we talk about that scene for a second? Because we. <laughs> we. we Yes, let's. We, we reference it way more often than I think that movie deserves.
2: I have a few. There's a, a Matt Matt Hurt who does the Obsessive Viewer podcast. He and I, he he asked the other day on Twitter, maybe the other day a couple of weeks back. He said, N- "Your favorite uh, rom com," and I said, "We came together," <laughs> and then I said. <laughs> And he said, and then he said, "Tell me about it," because <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- it is, it is that that scene. And <laughs> Chelsea and I watched it the other day again. <laughs> God, so good. David Wayne, Spirit Animal again.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's our answers to Sire dark's questions, and we have two more. Okay. Before we're done with the episode.
2: Okay. Uh, back back in the Discord. Mr. Blue Sky, uh, which is an ELO reference. I don't know if you know. Electric Light Orchestra, Travis. It was played I, at the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when they're fighting that alien and Groot's running around. Um, okay. He he asks, what video games do y'all play regularly? Y'all? Uh,
1: Well, what we play regularly together, together. is PUBG, and we've talked about it several times yeah. on this show. Which uh, can, can
2: we can we can we just talk about my my win, our win, yeah. our our chicken dinner the other day? I,
1: I th- feel like I got some kills early on in that round. Yeah, I mean, like you had two guys running towards you, and you—if it wasn't for me backing you up—we would have never been that far. <laughs> it
2: it it, it that is that that is true, and, and you you would have sur- We probably wouldn't have won that round had you not been on the wrong side of the mountain.
1: I mean, it's true uh, because
2: because I whenever you die, there, there's a, there's all those memes about people leaving their, their friends behind when they're when they're downed. But when you die, my gameplay. gets so much slower and so much more cautious and so much more camping.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious because. um, You will not play PUBG on your own. I, I don't I, I don't think you've ever played solo's. You only play duos or squads if we have more people on, but you play so like methodically after I die. And there have been times where like, I die very early in a match and I have to wait like half an hour because you just keep at it. And I'm just, and you get down to like top 10 or, or even lower and, and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm sorry i mean uh, i guess you do play solos every so
2: often <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry yeah i i mean whenever like if you if we land somewhere on the map and then you die within the first 10 minutes and i happen to survive after you i i say this i say this in chat when we're talking i say okay no i'm just i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go die real fast but there's that part of me there's a like on, on vehicles, right, where there's a limiter where you can't go past 85 yeah. before it slows you down. I say, yeah, no, let me just go die real fast. But in my head, I'm like, uh, you can't, uh, you can't. <laughs> watch your back.
1: Because, like, literally you could go running into the building where those two guys are. <laughs> but instead you're like, I'm going to die real quick by slowly sneaking around this building and angling <laughs> towards a position where I might be able to kill them.
2: yeah. Uh I'm sorry man. I take, it takes it takes a long. That's to... fine.
1: I get a lot of web surfing done at that time. So it's <laughs> not a big deal. Uh
2: what what are, what other games that you don't play with me do you play?
1: Uh, well, I play a lot of Overwatch still. Um I have a a single week night that is dedicated to Overwatch where I play with a group of of people from work. Um and then I'll you know if there's events going on or anything like that, I'll I'll play a lot of Overwatch. Uh Still, and I enjoy the game. There's a new hero, Brigitta, coming out in about mm. a week that I'm very excited to play because I'm getting a little tired of of the current players that uh, or the current characters that I've been playing. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I play some VR stuff. I'll I'll sample a variety of uh, HTC Vive. There's a Viveport subscription that I use where I can just kind of mm. check out mediocre <laughs> VR titles that are available for rent. Um. Yeah. Uh, I played Astroneer a little bit. It's an early release title. Cool. Um. And yeah. I don't know. Uh. And then I'm playing on the Switch. Uh. It's I just got overcooked, uh, on the Switch, which is kind of a fun multiplayer game that I can play with my kids. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a lot of time management skills and things that go into it. So it's a uh, it's interesting. It's fun.
2: There There's a game coming out for the Switch called I forget what it it has to do with sushi. And you build sushi and then you throw it at people and then you, you kill them. It's called like, it's, it's called something, the legend of Shishido, Sushido or something like that. Anyways, switch has some, some weird third party titles. Um, I, I've, I don't play overwatch other, unless it's with you. And that's very, very rarely. Yeah. Um, I, I play legal. I'd love to
1: change your mind about that, but I, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it.
2: Yeah. I, we there. There's so many things to do in the day, and if I'm gonna be alone with you, then I'm gonna play PUBG. Probably. There you go. Uh, I I play every once in a while. I play League of Legends with my younger brother. Um, his friends have banned me from playing with them, so I don't play with him as often anymore. Cause I I they were being assholes to me because because <laughs> uh, toxicity. Uh, yeah. and then I trolled them, and then. You know they don't.
1: The, the rest is history. They didn't like
2: that. Um, uh. So the interview with Ryan Elder over on International RSS. He in the cut part of that interview, he talked yeah. about Slay the Spire. So I bought that game, and it's kind of it's it's kind of a card game. If you think of maybe Munchkin, if you have ever played Munchkin, it's kind of it's kind of a digital version of that a little bit. Uh, but I've I've just been. That is game. That game is so easy to get caught up in and mm. in, and, and play for hours and hours. We played a Civilization six game. A Did we ever? Ago
1: for our, all night our man, our man John, uh, with with the uh, with all the little flags that the information pins.
2: <laughs> There's <sighs> there are so many games that I want to play. I am not opposed to playing anything. I might go back to DayZ. To, to yeah. or seven days to die, I'm sorry, to start start building. I had stuff. a bunch
1: of people in the office firing up seven days to die. Ooh. Recently. Send, um, them my, send them my way. I no, will, I will. You're already in the Discord down. with most of them, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I do the Humble Bundle monthly and I keep forgetting to cancel it. Right. Uh, so I get like really big games from like a year or two ago. I just got Dark Souls 3 mm-hmm. uh, that I that I tried out. Um, did you die? And it? then. It, many times uh and yeah and just like some indie games and stuff i i do enjoy trying out newer stuff i the the term early access doesn't scare me too much um and and in part because a lot of the times i'm too cheap to spend 60 bucks on a AAA title i i i don't know so i was i was fortunate that my wife bought breath of the wild for me for the switch because I probably still wouldn't have played it. Yeah. Uh, because I would have been like, ah, do I really want to spend 60, 70 bucks on this? And it's totally worth it. It's totally worth that and, price. And, and I, I, and I do want to play
2: breath of the wild, but I can't, I look at the box whenever I go to a, a Best Buy or Walmart or Target or whatever. And I say, ah, uh, I don't, I don't need it right now. Uh, but having said that i just bought mario kart 8 deluxe for the switch even though i have mario kart 8 for the uh Wii, the Wii U. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh, i may be within a week of that purchase that's all i'm saying let's play that's online all, all right
2: and for those out there just let just to let you know if you're interested me and travis will be playing by ourselves not with you
1: <laughs> thanks
2: <laughs> okay all right last last uh well we have two more questions Real quick, these are the last two questions. So lucid. Oh, Kevo. My Head buddy. Dog. He writes, The Hollywood reboot changed nothing new, but over the last decade, they've been remaking some films that were already good and didn't need the reboot treatment. This is what Kevin sounds like in real life. <laughs> Which reboots were needed? What <laughs> flops had potential and actually should be rebooted? <laughs>
3: oh,
2: Brandon, let's go play disc golf.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a disc golf course not far enough away from my house. Spring is in the air. I'm pulling the discs out. I cannot oh. wait.
2: God, can't wait wish for. you were uh, here. Can't wait for Kevin to come down to visit me and not yeah. sound like he does,
3: does. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Anyways, well, Hollywood reboots Travis what do you think about that? Hollywood reboots
1: um, I'm trying to th- and, I and, know this is a problem um, is, but I'm trying to think of, of is one it, that's really is it, pro-
2: is it a problem though
1: really gotten me in the last the last decade or so
2: Here, here's here's what here's what I think about reboots and I think we've talked about this before we, we've we had to have talked about it before
1: it's not possible that we haven't talked about it
2: it is not possible also, hey, nice Rick and Morty shirt you have on.
1: Hey, same to you. <laughs> um, hashtag basic.
2: Reboots have always been a thing because, uh, aside from the term reboot, stories through all time have been remade over and over and over again. Whether they're from written to uh, video form or to audio form, whatever.
1: I, I'm there's that there's that like old saying that there's essentially seven basic stories or something. Sure. And yeah. every story can kind of be chipped away to one of those seven themes or, or whatever that is. And I, yeah, I get that. But then there's a lot of other layers that go on top of it. Sure. Where, you know, well, you're actually pulling characters or pulling like no joke shot for shot type things from, from another yeah. film.
2: I mean, there, there, there are variations where we're not going to get into Dan Harmon's uh, story circle necessarily, but you know there are there are the right way to do remakes and there are the bad ways. Uh, reboots, as far as um, let the right one in and let me in. Um, though I'm not, I don't think you've seen those, but those are a good example of movies that were remade and were both really really good. Um, let's see, The Thing which was a remake of think from another world uh which was a movie back in the 50s a great remake mm-hmm. um yeah. invasion of the body snatchers a great remake uh there there are a few different examples of remakes that were really uh went above their their source material and no. and and even even if the original source material was, was good still went in their own way I, I liken this to like covers of songs. there are good covers of songs and then there are bad covers of songs the the bad ones are the ones that say oh you know what let's let's take a a classic song just put some distortion on it and make it up the tempo just a little bit and now let's just then let's sing it that's a bad way of doing it because you're not, you're not adding anything to it.
1: Yeah. I, I think. So this, at first I was thinking about Charlie and the chocolate factory, which is Uh. essentially a remake of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory is my de facto. If someone asks me, what is your favorite movie? That is the movie I say Um, for, for a number of reasons. But, for me, I don't feel like that movie needed a remake. I think I can show Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory to my kids and they can still appreciate it for what it is. It's, it's pretty timeless and it doesn't exist in a specific country or or location. Like they're very, uh, ambiguous about all of those aspects of it. Yeah. So I do feel like that movie is timeless and doesn't require a remake. Now, they throw a bunch of like CG and crazy effects and stuff in there and Johnny Depp and it, they make a new thing with it and yeah, sure. Okay. Um, but it just didn't appeal to me because of how much I loved the original. Uh, and, and I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want them to remake it. Um, but that got me thinking about something that Disney is doing a lot where they are doing a ton of live-action remakes mm-hmm. of, like, all of the uh, animated classics. So, Cinderella, Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin King. is coming out, Lion King is coming. Oh, like, Aladdin's coming out? Really? Uh, Yeah, I believe oh. they're doing Aladdin. Ooh, didn't hear about that. Uh, so... Leary. Uh, okay. But, for me, like if you don't know my history, if you don't know my backstory, like Disney was, I was the definition of my childhood. I was obsessed with Disney my whole life growing up. I went from wanting to be an animator as my dream job to wanting to be an Imagineer and work for the theme parks as my dream job. And until I was old enough to no longer have dreams, uh, that's that's what I wanted. And so, like, I really love a lot of those original animated films. And it's hard for me to watch some of the live action remakes without like constantly comparing them to the animated film. So I thought, I thought the live action jungle book was fantastic. I really did like that film. Uh, Beauty and the beast wasn't bad necessarily, but every time it went somewhere that the, the animated film didn't, it like, it caught me like for a second where I was like, ah, it's, that's uh, not quite, that's yeah. not how it's supposed to be, <laughs> you know? And, and, and that, I think that steals away some of the uh freedom that directors have that writers have to, to make something uh that is inspired by another uh version of it. And, but make their own, uh I don't know. It's, it's, there's a weird line there where you want to stay true to an original, but also make something that's, that has some originality of its own. And, and if you go too far in either direction, I think it, I think it doesn't work.
2: Yeah. There's, there's a couple of remakes out there in the, in the past couple of years that they, they, they thought, okay, let's, instead of rebooting or remaking what, uh, what came up before, let's go back to the source material and pull more from that. Right, and and even that uh, in those examples, they they've kind of failed. I'll, Total Recall is the main example I have for that, which was, uh, you know, they, they try to do something different. They tried to pull from the source material. I, I don't think they. Uh, somebody will have to fact check me. I don't think they actually did pull from the source material. Um, but that was that was a failure with, with Colin Farrell. It just it just wasn't good. It missed a lot of what made. The original Total Recall, uh, a good movie, and not saying they needed to pull that same stuff. I'm just saying they they didn't do it. Uh, yeah. RoboCop, another example of a movie that they they tried something different, made it try to make it kind of politicized a little bit more. Uh, Paul Verhoeven's original was very, it, it was ultra violent to kind of make the point about ultra violence, uh, and the the new total recall they tried to go in a different way and it, it just fell flat. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Total what, so, I, I, The I other part of the question is what flops had potential and actually should be rebooted. Is there can you think of anything that like missed the mark and and maybe someone should someone should take that, maybe revisit that source material and 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 give another give another go at it?
2: oh man this I is... have
1: I have one in mind
2: okay you 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 get started uh, there's probably some that I, that I have but I, I don't have them at the tip of my head
1: and I think it's the reason like okay Ender's game right Ender's game the movie came out uh it's probably been a couple of years now uh and I loved Ender's game the book I absolutely loved it I loved the series. Um, less so much Ender's actual series, but there's there's a there's a book that was written called Ender's Shadow, which tells the entire Ender's Game story from a different character's perspective. Yeah, Bean, it's also right? from Be- Bean's perspective, yeah. and then that series, Shadow Puppets, and and everything it carries on immediately like the events that follow Ender's Game, and it's it's really great, it's a really great story. If you haven't read it, um, I, I highly recommend it, but there was so much in there that I like, they literally have two books that cover the space of time of Ender's game. And they somehow managed to miss some of those elements that really, I felt made the book so powerful. And maybe, maybe I'm biased. Maybe, maybe that's one of those things where we, we get really attached to a source material or something like that. And, you know, obviously everybody always says the book is better, but, but, Like I really was hopeful for that film and it, it didn't meet uh, all of my expectations. And so like, I I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it did poorly enough to, to where someone's going to rush out to remake that sort of thing. But um, it was something that I was just like, ah, they just didn't really, didn't really hit it uh, in the same way that I'd hoped.
2: Yeah. I agree. I agree with Ender's game that, 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 that was a book that, you know, in, in books when when twists come, you're not necessarily like, oh my God, oh, what just happened? And I've said set, set it on this podcast before when I read that book and got the twist, I had to like, keep turning back the pages to, to be like, oh, snap. And you're right yeah. about Ender's Shadow and uh, there, there are extra books that tell a different side of that story. Um, so flops have potential and actually should be rebooted I think they're already doing what my thought is, which is they they came out with it. They're doing a bunch of Stephen King stories where they're, they're, they're rebring them out. Uh, and I think they should, whatever company is doing it, multiple companies, they need to bring, they need to bring some of these classic Stephen King stories back and make them updated and actually do them right. Except maximum overdrive. I mean, come on, has, whatever. <laughs> anyway, but anyway. like Christine, um, yeah, Christine. That's that's the one. If, I would. If, if you if know what? I would love to see. Doesn't suck. I would be happy uh, that.
1: if we can get into some Bachman books or whatever. But I would love to see the Running Man, <laughs> the way it's produced, to be. the way the book is, instead yeah. of the way they made it for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like I loved that story, but like if. The movie is so different. It is so not what the book is like. And I'd love to see it sort of in that dystopian, like gritty kind of way. I, I just feel like that would be a really cool film to see um, done true to the actual story.
2: Ab- abs- absolutely. Okay. Everyone, we have one more question. And this one is hey, we left the Discord finally. We're, at, we're out of the hey. Discord. This one is actually from Twitter. Uh, this was for, in response to a tweet from at Rick and Morty pod, from at JRex 007. Oh, you're not supposed to give away. You're, you're not supposed to give that away, my friend. Uh, and I'm assuming this is top three moments, scenes, lines from Rick and Morty.
1: Travis. Oh, OK. I didn't really think about it being a Rick and Morty question. Yeah. Uh, shoot, that changes the whole thing. <laughs> Did, did you dynamic. have something
2: lined up for a No, show? no,
1: no, I was going to pull this right out uh <laughs> the side of my neck. Um top 3 moment scenes lines from Rick and Morty. All right, so we'll use all of the Rick and Morty universe here, or uh series. So if you haven't if if you're not a uh, interdimensional RSS listener or you're not completely caught up on Rick and Morty, spoilers may uh happen right now. Um top 3 moments uh, one of them for scenes me... or
2: lines. I, I think. I think it's okay.
1: So we're just going to do top three. Yeah, but, Morty things. Yep. Yeah,
2: it doesn't have to be nine things total.
1: Ah, oh, thank, thank God. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, well, in that case, um, so the scene, the second, uh, evil Morty reveal. Um, the evil Morty reveal is great uh at at the at the first one but i i almost i don't want to say i saw it coming but you kind of you can kind of maybe get a little bit more idea that something is is afoot but when in tales from the citadel like it all comes together and the music's playing and all of head those, song comes out. All of those witnesses are floating out into space and everything. Like it's just so well done. and it and just the monologue that Evil Morty gives, it just it, it ties it all together. and it's building on this bigger story that's gonna span potentially the entire series, assuming they ever come back with season four. Uh and and yeah and so for like that for me was just like a big like yeah like I really really enjoyed that moment
2: <laughs> yeah that, uh absolutely I that was gonna be my number
1: one so um thank you you you, th-
2: you, th- you threw me off
1: sorry, sorry on that we did we did not we did not cross check these ahead of time <laughs>
2: uh let's see lines so I'll I'll, I'll put the number two. And this is this is a line that that you know that I enjoy, um, Chelsea, my wife. She enjoys. Nobody exists on purpose. Nobody belongs anywhere. Everybody's gonna die. Come watch TV. Yeah, that
1: yeah. that that's that's it. That's it. And it's and as about as nihilist as you can get, I think. And but yeah, yeah
2: and and Chelsea says that, and people are like, oh. That's kind of dark. Oh, Go. They sound like Kevin when he's when he's just answer <laughs> asking a question. What <laughs> Hollywood
1: reboot? Well,
2: maybe it shouldn't be. Um, it, and and I don't I don't think of it as a as a nihilistic quote. I think of it as a very. I you you and I obviously we have we have different worldviews on on this, but like. I think it's kind of freeing to say we like we we don't exist. We're not here on purpose. Our parents just happened to bang each other, and their my dad's spermazoids went into my mom's eggazoid, and then they they created me. And then by happen randomness, can,
1: can, can we get family life skills like uh, <laughs> sexual education with Brandon Cruz? Maybe as a bonus content episode, that would be. Uh, let's let's get let's 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 build that treat i mean however science
2: does it and and then the agazoid (laughs) drops from the and and then the tuba majigs and the the ovoid uh, produces like a like a female sperm and then the female sperm and the the male sperm they have sex they have a
1: fight to the death (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, A sperm dome battle league. The champion becomes a baby. (laughs) And 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 just how how random
2: life is and it brings us together brought me and Chelsea together. And yeah, like we're she and I were both gonna die someday. But like why let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the things that we enjoy together right now. Let's go watch TV. Let's be let's be together in the moment. So to me, that's why that line is so important. It's not a it's not a, a nihilistic thing. It's a right a freeing thing to me.
1: Because you have no hope for the future. Anyway, moving on.
2: I, I mean uh, I mean I'm gonna feed some worms. I'll tell you what.
1: Heck yeah. This is the second time uh, I've mentioned dying in worms. <laughs> uh so lines uh from the show. one are the things that just kind of goes back, like it sticks out to me. It's so random, but it's the moment where Rick rushes in, super excited about. I think it's Nintendo 3DSs or something, <laughs> where where he's super pumped that if you like, if you buy one, it comes with like a free game or something, and then you can flip it and make some money, or it comes with like a special gold like edition, uh, like Legends of Zelda or something, and they're on sale, and he's like freaking out and scrambling through the house. It seems like such a non-Rick thing to be really excited about, but 100% a Justin Roiland thing to be excited about. Um, and so I just love the idea that they just like took something that Justin was ranting about and just put it directly into the show. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. That, that 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 is that is a good line. Um I, the la- the last thing I'll say in this like I don't know if we both have to do 3, but I'll, I'll just say just that Rick minutes. There's no rules here, Brandon. Interdimensional, RS, interdimensional television 2, Cable 2. Just that loose improvisational stuff uh, just got me into the show. And, and those things will forever be in my mind why I, I got into Rick and Morty.
1: I went to a gathering of human beings last night at somebody's house who I'd, I would never been to their house before. They're new to the area and, uh, they have an old wooden barn door in their living room, propped against the wall.
2: Uh. And
1: all that was going through my head all night was like real fake doors. (laughs) Like I just like every time I looked over there, that's what I thought about. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, he's still in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's see where this goes. Let's, let's see where this goes. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's so many moments. There's quotable moments that it's gotten to the point where we quote them and forget that they're Rick and Morty lines. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think, I think we have a whole podcast dedicated to that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> so if you want more of that, head over to Interdimensional RSS where we are, burning time until they sign a contract and start working on season four.
2: Oh yeah oh yeah uh well anyway thank you everyone sire dark jrex so lucid mr blue sky mr matt thank you everyone for providing us your questions <laughs> it really yeah. it hopefully four, four hopefully, hopefully you guys questions. had as much
1: fun as, as we did hopefully this was entertaining to listen to um i like doing these episodes i I like just kind of digging back into our past and and different things um that that we've gone through and, and the things that we like and dislike so if you enjoyed it if you enjoyed this episode i think we're both very open to doing more episodes like this uh send us send us your questions send us uh you know, I, I want to say nothing's off limits, but I think some things are off limits. Some things. Uh, some things. Uh, but yeah, hit us up uh, on Uh over on uh, Twitter. You can send it directly to either one of us or at Apathusiast. And uh, yeah, we'll kind of just store those in the bank. Maybe we can cover one or two on some future episodes. And uh, yeah, that's, I think that's it. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Every, hopefully everybody was safe and Uh, maybe you had green beer maybe you drank a guinness and uh which one you which one you chose uh makes me decide how i judge you so
2: that's right uh, and you should have been drinking jameson in travis's irish eyes that's right (laughs) that's right thank you everyone for for listening we appreciate all of you And, and until next time in two weeks uh i am brandon cruz
1: and i'm still just travis yeah you are no uh, yeah, i have a last name you
2: do <laughs> you yeah do. you do uh and so thank you for listening and we'll we'll talk to you next time bye bye, bye. i don't usually play the do music play the music i don't usually do the outro